Did you know that BDSM and kink are healthy outlets for aggression, imagination, and attention? Hi, welcome to The Partition, home of kinky wellness. My name is Dana Shergel, and I am a sexual wellness instructor that dives deep into all things kinky. I'm here to show why kinky sexual wellness deserves a rightful spot within the wellness conversation. So let's talk about it. Hey, and welcome back. This past Friday, I had the pleasure of speaking at the Let's Talk About Sex Baby event, which was hosted by DJ Ash in Peterborough, Ontario. Gotta say, I had a lot of fun and I met some incredible people. And for some of those cool people, I'll be bringing them on the show so you can meet them too. So stay tuned for our guest speakers over the summer, which I'm super excited about. And before I get into today's topic, I just want to give a quick shout out to my girl, Katie from Casa Canna, because I am so happy that I saw you there. And if you're in the cannabis industry, just watch out because this girl is on fire. But one of the key takeaways I want to talk to you about today actually happened after the event had finished. It was pretty close to the end of the night while I was packing up when a gentleman and I started talking about the importance of consent and the importance of being accountable about the consent that you give. Again, consent means permission for something to happen or the agreement to do something. Consent does not have a contractual obligation and can be withdrawn at any time. Consent needs to be given willingly, clearly, and explicitly without pressure or intimidation. Consent is what separates play activities from assault. When it comes to consent, you need to make sure that the body language of the person giving consent matches what they are saying. If someone seems to be pulling back or pulling inwards, not making eye contact, they're pretty shifty, there's a clear sign of nervousness or uncertainty, then that's a sign for you to stop. Now, when it comes to consent, there are a few different models that are being passed around. There's the no means no model. There is the affirmative or express consent model, which is basically yes means yes and only yes means yes. So anything other than yes means no. Then there's the enthusiastic consent model, which is basically affirmative consent, but with more enthusiasm. and means when a person goes into a sexual situation, they are going in with this notion of uh, fuck yes, hell's yes attitude. But with this method, Entering a sexual situation without a certain type or level of enthusiasm isn't really consent, but this can cause a really big problem for some. And I'm going to quote a woman named Dr. Catherine Angel. And now Dr. Catherine Angel has a PhD in history of psychiatric and sexuality from the University of Cambridge. And her quote goes as followed. If consent to sex must also involve desired enthusiasm, the implication is that those entering consenting to sex without desire, sex workers, for example, not really consented. This makes the overriding of their agreement, their assault, meaningless, which in turn makes the protection of sex workers difficult. So yes, although the average person should definitely be happy and have a decent level of enthusiasm, if we take enthusiastic consent as the universal standard, it doesn't include the different types of ways sex can be used and will bring on more challenges within itself. As we all know that sex can be a form of work, it can be a tool, it can be something to give. Sex is many things. Let's use me as an example. Let's say my husband wants sex and I'm not really feeling it today. I'm not in the mood. I will still have sex with him even if I don't have, quote, enthusiasm attached to it. 
because at the end of the day, he takes such good care of me. He really does treat me like a queen. He doesn't ask for much. And he really is always there when I need him. And if my man wants sex, he's going to get it. Of course, this isn't like 100% of the time. But trust me when I say I will make an effort to be there for him in the ways that he needs me. And my husband has a pretty good sense of judgment. So if he sees that I'm like really stressed out or I'm really overworked or really super tired, he's not going to ask or bug me for it. But again, I'm going to make a point to do what I can to give back to him in the ways that I know that will make him happy, even if I'm not like, quote, enthusiastic about it at all times. But one of the best explanations for consent, or at least the concept of consent that I've seen is something created by Dr. Betty Martin. Dr. Betty Martin created something called the Wheel of Consent, which is a type of practice. So the Wheel of Consent is something that has four quadrants and stays within the limits and boundaries given by the participants and can be divided up between who is giving and who is receiving, but also who is doing the action and who the action is being done to. So bear with me for a moment as I try to give you a visualization. So I want you to start by thinking of a straight line that goes from left to right. On the left side, it is giving, so it's for them. And on the right side, it's for receiving, which is for you. Then I want you to think of a second line that's going straight up and down through the middle. At the top of this line, it's doing, and at the bottom of it, it's done too. So for the first quadrant, we're gonna be starting with the top left, which is between giving and doing. And this quadrant is to serve, which includes statements that can follow, yes, I will. So yes, I will do whatever it is you want me to do. Then the second quadrant to the right of that is in between doing and receiving and is the take quadrant, which includes actions that follow statements like, may I, may I touch you this way? May I hold you this way? May I play with you in this specific way? You know, things of that nature. Then underneath that, on the bottom right-hand quadrant, we have accept, which is between receiving and done to, which includes anything that can follow statements like, will you? So will you touch me in this way? Will you hold me in this way? Will you play with me in this way? For the fourth quadrant on the bottom left-hand side between done and giving to is the allow section, which includes any actions that follow yes, you may statements such as, yes, you may touch me like this. Yes, you may hold me like this. And yes, you may play with me like this. So if we look at this circle, we're going to notice that there are four halves. So for the first half, we have the top half, which is doing. And there are the two ways that you can do that through serving and taking. When you serve, again, you are there for the other person. And when you are taking, you are the one doing things that are for you. The bottom half is the done to section, which includes allowing and accepting, which includes actions that you want to allow or accept or what the other person allows and accepts to be done to them. In the receiving half, which is the right side of the circle, it includes take and accept. So receiving through take is getting access to that person, right? You have permission to like touch them, you have access to them. And receiving through accepting is when you are accepting what they will do to you. Now, the last half is giving, which is on the left side of the circle and includes serve and allow. So this means when you are there to serve your partner, 
or you're allowing actions that are being given to you. So again, yes, you can play with me in this certain way. Even though this might seem a little complex, when you start to really understand that these four quadrants, you're going to be able to start learning the really true art of giving and taking. And if I didn't explain the wheel of consent well enough for you, or if you're someone that really needs to see the visualizations yourself, I totally understand. And I have included the YouTube link in the description to the video where Dr. Betty Martin explains it for herself with the visualizations on her YouTube channel. But I hope I gave a, a good enough explanation of how the wheel of consent is simply a practice of taking turns for receiving and giving and the different ways that it can be done. But Moving back to the conversation I had with the gentleman last Friday, we talked about what can happen when the consent given is not clear. Now, he told me a story, which I'm going to tell you right now. Now, for context, this man teaches consent and was telling me a story about another instructor that teaches consent who is very, very old school. So basically, this old school instructor asked one of his students if he could cane her. So what she did was she turned around she bent over and exposed her bum to him. And what ended up happening is the instructor took his cane, wound up his arm and fucking just like smacked her hard, like hard, right? And while he was be like bringing up his arm to hit her again, that student moved her hand to her bum to try to block it. But it was too late because the instructor was already coming down for the second hit and ended up caning her hand. Now, in this example, specifically like this shows us how it how important it is to be very clear on our consent although she gave implied consent she did not give verbal consent nor was the conversation had about how hard she could be hit or even how many times she could be hit let alone you know safety words or anything like that right but this opens up a conversation of who is in the wrong here right like some could argue that she gave implied consent, but not informed consent because she didn't lay out the limits or the boundaries of what she really wanted to do or what she was consenting to. Maybe she thought it would just be a light tap. Maybe she thought it would only be one tap. Do I think that she thought that this would be an example? Of course not. But regardless of what she thought, when you don't have the proper communication, Situations like this can and will happen, and we need to be accountable for it when we are the ones at fault for not properly outlining what can and cannot happen. Although this might be hard for some to hear, taking ownership of our poor communication is a responsibility we must have when we enter BDSM and kink, or really any sexual activity for that matter. How we receive and give are different for each person. We come with different skills, interests, desires, interpretations, and strength levels. What is soft, hard, acceptable, not acceptable will be different for me than it is to you and vice versa and everybody else that we know. And the gentleman I was talking to made a very valid point about the difference between miscommunication and poor communication, and you need to know the difference. With miscommunication, at least the communication was there in the first place, and you and you can go back with your partner to try to clarify it about how it was misinterpreted. But when you have poor communication, sometimes that means that the conversation was never even had to begin with. And when it comes to BDSM and kink, many problems come from poor communication just as much, if not more, than miscommunication. 
sometimes we have a habit to overlook things, or maybe it's a case of you just don't know what you don't know. But if you have consented to a particular action, but haven't laid out the details of what that action is, or like how hard or how many times, problems are going to show up. And you might find yourself in a position where you feel violated, or that a boundary has been crossed. But sometimes that happens because you were the one that wasn't clear enough and you really need to take ownership of that. Oftentimes when people think a boundary or limit has been crossed, it's automatically the other person's fault. But that's not always the case as we have seen right now. So you really need to sit down with yourself and have an open and honest conversation and ask yourself, was I clear enough on the consent that I gave? Did I give enough details about what I wanted to happen? And this concept can be very difficult for some people. People don't want to think of themselves as the one at fault when something bad happens to them. It's easier for us to default into victimhood than it is to take accountability. So if you can't accept the concept that you may have been at fault by not giving enough details on the consent that you gave, then just don't get into BDSM and kink. Because, you know, I say this all the time. People are not mind readers. And if you are not clear enough on the information and instructions that you are giving, then the information and instructions might be interpreted differently. Again, we all come from different backgrounds and different skill levels and different strength levels. And, you know, different scenarios might mean different things to different people. So know that consent is more than just a yes or a no answer. Consent needs details, it needs structure, and it certainly needs context. So the next time you are consenting to something, make sure everyone involved has those details, has that structure, and certainly has that context. I wish I had that man's name, but I'm very, very glad I had this conversation with him and that I could share this story with you because consent is incredibly important and it can be more complex than people think. If you want more information on consent, just let me know in the comments. But really, that's all I have for today on consent and my experience at the show on Friday, which I had a freaking blast at. And if you didn't make it to this show, they are doing it again in November. So I hope to see you out during that time. And if you are new to BDSM and kink, I highly encourage you to check out my e-learning at www.thepartation.life where I make it easy to learn the basics of what you need to know before you enter the play. But be sure to tune on on Monday because I'm bringing on the sultry Azura man eater as we talk about all things burlesque and what you need to know about it. But thank you so much for listening today. Tune in Monday and I will see you next week. And as always, stay kinky.